Well, as always, it is a delight to be back with you guys again. This is Pastor Pierre Mel. I am the host of Pierre's Podcast, and we are wrapping up our series today, Ministry Looks Like You. This will be part three of a three-part series. And uh, man, I hope you've been blessed by the first two parts. If you haven't had a chance to hear them, go back and check them out. I think it will help you tremendously to get a full understanding of how we are all called to ministry. Every single person that calls themselves a follower of Christ is a responsible citizen in the kingdom of God to proclaim the good news and to serve not only the body of Christ, but to serve those around us that are in need. So we're going to wrap up with part three today. But before we do, I have to challenge you. Man, I mentioned last week that we have a great opportunity to be able to broadcast on quite a few more stations where we've been offered the opportunity to be matched dollar for dollar. So listen, here's the thing. I need your help. You need to help the kingdom of God by helping me. You're helping us do ministry so that we can continue to further the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to a much broader audience. Will you prayerfully consider and ask the Lord, what is it that he would have you to give? Remember, this is listener-supported radio, so we cannot do it without you. So, for more information, go to peerspodcast.com. That's our website, and you can find out how to give and where to give and all those good things, okay? On with today's message. This will be Ministry Looks Like You, Part 3, and we'll be wrapping it up today. And, uh, yeah, we're going to kick it off just after this. Be right back. We left off last week with Mark 1, 16 through 20. I want to read that again because I'm going to tell you a story in a second here about a young man that I've uh, been working with and mentoring. And this young man was a former drug dealer. But before I get into that, let me read this again to you because this is going to help bring it all together. Mark 1, 16 through 20. NLT says, One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little further up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's sons, James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. He called them at once. And they also followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. Listen, Jesus will meet you right where you are at to help you meet others. He's calling right where they are at. And that was our point we closed with last week. This young man's name, I won't mention it, but we'll call him John. We'll call him John. Yeah, John was a young man who grew up in the Detroit inner city area, shooting, robbing, selling a lot of drugs. I mean, he made a ton of money. 
Well, needless to say, John came to the Lord one day and he got his life right. And in the process of that, John needed to be developed in his walk with Christ. Well, somehow we ended up being connected by a mutual source and I began to work with John. And one of the things I noticed right away was the hunger he had for the things of God. He still had his struggles, but he really, really, really had a hunger for the things of God. It's actually pretty awesome. And so I began to really help develop him, work with him, teach him the word of God, sit down for hours on end, having long conversations, hanging out with him at restaurants, ministering to him, helping him understand how important he was to God, but also to the kingdom of God. And in the process of that, John began to really grow. I mean, like really grow. And his love for God began to expand and he began to change pretty drastically. I mean, he went from thinking about all those sinful things that he desired to do to really only wanting to please God. Now, the awesome part of this story is, is that one day as me and John were sitting there laughing and talking and eating, I remember the Holy Spirit saying to me, tell him that he's going to go back to the hood and he's going to begin to preach the gospel to those very people that he used to sell dope with. And I remember I told John and John looked at me like I was crazy and laughed. And I remember he said to me, going back to the very thing I'm trying to avoid and I had to stop him and I said John do you remember when you were there and how God reached out his hand and pulled you out of there through the ministering of someone else and John looked at me and smiled and said pastor I do remember and I said and that's the whole point of what we're called to do. We're called to go out and help change the world for our Lord and Savior. Listen, this is important because for those of us that are in ministry full time, we kind of get things sometimes mixed up and think it's about, man, I got to fill my church up. How many seats can I fill up? Listen to me carefully, pastors and ministers and great people of the body of Christ that are in church The mark of a great church is not its seating capacity. No, no, it's the sending capacity. It's the ability to be able to train and develop and be able to send others out to replicate themselves. Be willing to go out on the limb and pick the ripe fruit. That's where all the good stuff is at. But if you're not willing to get up and climb that tree, then eventually that fruit will either fall to the ground and decay, meaning it was wasted, or either the worms will get to it. Either way, you'll have to ask yourself, did I do all that I was called to do by the master? Did I Think about that. Matthew 9, 35 through 38 says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area 
teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the field. Think about that. The harvest is ready, but the workers are few. Why are the workers few? Well, that's simple. The workers are few because we're assuming that people like myself and other full-time ministry people are called to do the work. Well, if you figure out the ratio of people that are unsaved to the people who actually work in ministry full-time, not only are we outnumbered, but we also are not even designed to be able to reach everybody. That's the brilliance of the story of John. See, John was able to reach people that Pastor Pierre would never be able to reach. Pastor Pierre was able to reach people that my pastor, Dr. James O. Mormon, would never be able to reach. Dr. James O. Mormon will reach people that your pastor probably will never be able to reach. Listen, the banker who works around the corner will reach people that a lot of us will never be able to reach. Do you see the brilliance and the design of God's perfect plan of why we are all called to ministry and why ministry looks like each and every single one of us? Because we're all uniquely designed and uniquely made. Now, my closing thoughts are simply this. We need everybody's help. Christ, when he came, never intended to try to reach the entire world. That was never the goal. The goal was for him to reach the 12 that he had followed him, like we mentioned in the beginning when we read the first verse. And he took the 12 and he basically dispersed and trained the 12. What began to happen from there was history in the making. It's now the largest religious organization in the world. Outside of Islam, Christianity is the largest. Over 2 billion people profess to be followers of Christ. Now, what does that mean? If there's 8 billion people in the world and only 2 billion are followers of Christ, man, we have a lot of work to do. All of you creative people out there that God has given these brilliant and ingenious ideas of being able to further the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, it's time for you to start applying that creativity. All of you people out there that are just filled with the business savvy and the money to support it, it's time for you to put the business plans in place to help ministries do ministry like never done before. All of you millionaires out there and billionaires that are followers of Christ, God has blessed you with the finances to be able to help further his gospel. Listen to me, my friends. 
This is a lot of work. And yes, it's hard work. And yes, God is expecting us to do it because it was a mandate he gave us before he left. Don't get discouraged. Don't get down and out. But prayerfully ask the Holy Spirit what he would have you do. What is it that our Heavenly Father is desiring of you to do to help preach this awesome word to a world that's dying and headed to hell? Remember, six billion people need to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Help make the difference. Help give them the opportunity to hear it. And with that being said, we're going to close on that last thought. Now, listen to me carefully. I cannot do ministry without your help. I am doing what God has called me to do, which is to use this multimedia platform through radio and TV and the podcast that I have and the YouTube channel and social media platforms to go out here and to preach the gospel. But I can't do it without your financial support. I can't do it. So I need your help. Would you really prayerfully consider helping? Maybe this program is not your cup of tea. There's nothing wrong with that. I am not offended by that. Trust me. I understand as an older gentleman that we are all called to reach people in different lanes of life. And the people I'm called to reach, this program will without a doubt appeal to them. And this is why the radio station has taken notice of the program and has even offered to help because they've done what they can do to be able to get the program dispersed further out. Why am I saying that? Because I know without a doubt that there are individuals out there who God is speaking to right now that can help us get on these other stations. Prayerfully consider. Ask the Holy Spirit what he would have you to do and what he would have you to give. And then you listen carefully and be obedient. And I promise you, God will bless you above and beyond your wildest dreams or imaginations. But even more importantly than that, you will be able to celebrate the good news going forth to a generation that needs to hear it. For more information, visit PiersPodcast.com. And you have been listening to Piers Podcast. Bye-bye.